Yo, 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 what's happening? What's happening? It is the holiday edition of the Grown Man H Podcast. And I'm your boy, Mike J. Both are fresh in the building. Man. What's good with you, Mike J? Chilling, man. Enjoying, you know, enjoying the day after after the 4th of July festivities, man. What you and the family get into? I saw you posted up. You was you was grilling and everything else, man. I, th- I think I seen your old man and I think your brother. I think they're playing some checkers or something, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I got that. They was playing that uh, giant connect four that we got, like the big outdoor joint. But yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't do too much, man. I really was just light, low key. But this was the first time that I was really, really like I had threw some few things on the grill, just like burgers and dogs, like for dinner a couple times. But this is the first time that I actually like grilled, and it was not, it wasn't a Fourth of July celebration. With, but I mean, I guess you could say that it was more so like it's a chance to kind of let loose like a long holiday, cut you know, and, and cook up some stuff, but. Threw some kebabs on, threw some 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 wings on. I made my, made my famous lemon pepper and parmesan wings, and threw some other stuff on the grill: burgers, dogs, some other stuff, some corn, some rots. But yeah, man, it was it was cool, man. I didn't really do anything except that. I, I was really in my in my in my moment or in my vibe, man. Like I was outside most of the day, and just listening to. I had my old school basement party playlist playing. I was just jamming in my own little world out there. Yeah. My son, my, my, my youngest son came out there and chilled with me. He's he's an old soul and he likes a lot of some of the some of the older music that I listen to. But then he he was out there for about a good four minutes and he was like, I'm out. <laughs> went around, went around the neighborhood, got his little best friend and a couple of little kids, and they ended up like throwing water balloons and water gun fighting all that type of stuff. But man, I did other than that, man, it was just real low key, man. What about yourself, man? Oh man, it was pretty chill, man. Well, I went to my sister's house yesterday. Her and her fiance, man, they had like a big, big thing they do, like do every year on the fourth, man. So I kicked it out there, man. My aunt came from Baltimore. My little cousin came from. He goes to University of California, Santa Cruz. They came in from college. Had some extended family members there, man. Seen some people that you know. Seen my cousin Butch. He made his world famous spaghetti. Hey, big Butch. Yeah, man, he's out there, man. Hey, man, one thing we didn't get a taboo sighting, man. He said taboo is uh, he said he wasn't filming, man. But hey, taboo's getting married in September 25th, I believe, man. Hey, shout out taboo, man. You brought it on your own self. He brought it on your own. Family legend. But yeah, this other than that, man. This, this hey, hey man, I'm a, I'm a, I, you gonna have to talk to somebody. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to swoop in, man. I need to, I need an invite to Taboo's wedding. Hell, I ain't even got an invite. I, <laughs> I need to be, I need to be in the place, man. <laughs> hey, I ain't, I ain't even got an invite, man. So that this would be uh, interesting because I was, we were supposed to meet, I was supposed to meet this lady yesterday, but they didn't, they didn't show. But other than that, man, this just chilling, man. Just trying to keep everything low key, man. It's been, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy week, bro. <laughs> it has know, been, a, it has been a wild week. Well, I guess we should jump into it, man. And before before we Go jump ahead. in, and we talking about a wild week, man. I, I want to get your perspective. You, you, this is you and I, city, man. We grew up here, you know, Naptown in the building all day, all all the time. But man, let me give me your insight on all the mess that that, that went on this past these last three days, four days in in and that. It has several people lose their lives, unfortunately. I mean, I guess I guess the difference is when y- y'all be surprised. I don't. You look at if you look at like murder rates and stuff like that, they're on the rise. And I'm not I'm not like you know I'm pushed like I feel horrible for those people who lost their lives. But if you look at the data, it shows. And always the data goes even higher during the summer. Mm-hmm. So just that's just to me. It's just you know I'm not trying to be non-emotional or not empathetic, but it's just you kind of follow the data trends, and it's just one of those things. So I'm not surprised. I think it's a combination of people. They've got to a point where you don't know how to handle any situation without a gun. 
And just because even like folks was maybe alone, key during COVID, that don't mean whatever the issues they had, it was probably, you know, that ain't, that ain't going to go away. When I talked to the previous police, uh, chief of the police department said a lot of people, you know, who were being murdered a few years ago with people who had records and those type of situations. So it could be some yeah. street beef and all, you just never know, but you feel horrible about it. But I mean, yeah, my, I, lady, I, my lady was out yesterday taking the kids to go, uh, Excuse me, go to uh, go see the fireworks. Said it, it was a shooting on by Riverside. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a couple shootings, yeah. uh, yeah, a couple so. downtown, one on by Riverside, and I think they said it was another one like off of like South Emerson or something yeah. like that. I don't, I don't remember. Oops. I think, I think the thing for me is like the within the last two days. I mean, there have been uh, just like the, the brazen shootings, like inside the mall and stuff. Yeah. No, no, we had one in Lafayette Square and one in Castleton. And, you know, Lafayette Square, I mean, y'all y'all hear us joke around, you know, Lafayette Square here in Indy used to be a really prominent mall and it's kind of gone down and, you know, has some changes and reinvented itself and kind of gone down again. But nonetheless, I mean, those are places where, you know, it's like, well, damn, like I, I'm, I can't even shop in peace without people acting a fool. I mean, it wasn't a mass shooting or anything like that, but it's still just as shocking, just as dangerous to be like, damn, I'm in the food court, you know, got me a little slice, and here y'all go, <laughs> shooting up the place. Like, what the hell, man? I think that's the part for me. It's just, well, hell, I, I'm going to go back to, I'm gonna go back to G.W. Bush. <laughs> like, shocking all. <laughs> Let's go back to you. It was, a, it, was a, it was a murder not too far from you today. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, it's, it's, and, that's, and it's everywhere. Like I said, yeah, I'm not talking about a certain demographic. I'm or, just, I'm just, just, yeah, I'm just saying it's just like it's, it's man, it's just people, man. Just you know, and it's easy, and it's also I'm not trying to get on my high horse, but yo, it's easy, it's super easy to get a gun here. Yeah, it is super easy to get a gun, and the gun laws are pretty lax. So if it's easy to get a gun, you get done with time. So you know, if you look at wealth disparities and those type of things, lack of opportunity for some people, and the data says one thing. It's pretty, you know, I, I put everything together and that's just kind of where you, you're going to get to. I was talking with my, with my, with my middle brother, uh, you know, we were talking about, talking about a little bit, just uh, about like people's coping mechanisms and like how we are emotionally, how we are mentally as a society and, and like how, how we handle certain things and, and coping with things. And it was a real good, it was a real good conversation to hand out good conversations, but it was one of those things that was like, man, well, damn, like, I wonder what can we do, you know, that, that can be impactful in our community? And it's something that for, for me, you know, with, with new endeavors and new opportunities that, that have come along for me here recently, like I look at those type of things, like, okay, what, what can I do to impact and offer something like this that can help folks, you know, adults or youth with coping with certain stuff, either anger or, you know, um, mitigation of conflict, all of those type of things. Yeah, man, I just think folks, it gets, it's just like, it's easy to think about it. Like, I know I've made plenty of mistakes. I've never done anything like that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But oh, it's yeah. just like, you know, it, you can easily, I remember I've had got you know me, have gotten in trouble because I made split second bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Now think about putting the split second bad decisions. One thing like, damn, I might be drowned or I didn't do this. So this could happen or, or, but I take somebody's life. Right. Yo, it's like, you've done something that you can never take back because, you know, you were quick to, to quick to have action but slow to think. I think that's just, I think a lot of it what it is. I mean, you add everything else with the socioeconomic things and all that type of stuff. But you know, that's just kind of that's just where it is, man. So we just pray for those people, man. That people who lost their lives, their families, listening in thoughts, prayers, empathy, and also for people to make better decisions. 
Yes, sir. You know, think about it. Now, it's one thing if your life is in danger. It's another thing if you actively going to do something. Yo, right. Just think, like, whatever you do, you know, it's, you're going to get caught either by the jail or whatever, you know, spiritual thing that you, you worship or you don't worship, or, you know, karma, whatever, can come back on you. So just think about that before you make your bad, you know, before you make a decision. So let me ask you this, man. Let me ask you this. This has popped up on the timeline. I was just kind of perusing. Was so I seen something where you know, you know who Erica Men is. Uh, I've heard the name. Okay, so she was married to Safari. Blah blah blah. So and then now I guess the thing is people on the timeline. Safari is, I guess he's kicking around with Joe Budden's ex, and Safari and Joe Budden are friends. Where do you what do you think about stuff like that, man? Is you feel like are you one of those people that once if she kicked it with my homeboy, she's off limits? And there's and when I'm saying this, I know you're married, right? I said no, I'm, I'm saying not, this, I'm not I'm just I'm going I'm going I'm just going off of this thought in general. I'm one of those people that is like I'm I'm one of those people that's I, I'm not gonna do that. That like that's not something that I could do. Um, number one, for me, it's out of respect for my friend. If, if, if you and I, any of our, any, any of our friend group or, or, you know, any of my friends that are not necessarily in my close friend group, I couldn't do that. I, I could not date someone that they have dated baby mama messed around with, whatever you want to call it. Like, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I, I couldn't do that. Um, and for me, it would be out of respect out of, I, I obviously have known you to some degree because you were with my friend and I just don't feel like that's a appropriate in my Bowtie Freshest book. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. I feel it's just off limits. And it's, I don't, I, I, that's the only way I can put it. It's just off limits for me. It would just be weird for me. I wouldn't do it, but it would be like, yo, cause you gotta think like everybody has these weird insecurities. So what if you in bed after you and Shorty, you know, y'all do y'all thing, you start thinking like, damn, this nigga Joe Bud was on Pump It Up. This nigga hit it better than me. Or you start, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all niggas, he gonna talk about me on the pod. I would just have all these weird feelings. And I'm like, yo, did he do this to her? Did she do this to him? It was just, I don't know. It was just, I think it, it exacerbates. It would be weird. I think that it some of that stuff to, to what you're saying, like it exacerbates thoughts that that potentially go through your head, like just in general, like when you when you're with someone or, you know, dating someone, whatever the case may be, there are those natural things that like come up like not that any of their history is your business no, or, not at all. Or, it, or it affects anything like that. But men and women both. I've had conversations with both sexes, both of them, both sexes have said in conversations that they, they think about that like how was this person's previous partners like oh did they do this better than me or oh were they you know did they do this were they more open to doing this and that and the third and whatever so I mean like I think it's one of those things that it's like okay and even when it's even if it's like a non-sexual thing or whatever like oh was this person you know a better listener than me or you know did they support this person better than I did or or you know vice versa or whatever so I think that when it if and if and when it is somebody that is either like somebody that one of your friends messed around with or was with previously, I think it just exacerbates it. Like, well, damn, that's my nigga, and I know he a wild dude. Yeah. <laughs> so like, now here we are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Weird. It's just this is weird. It's, weird. it's off limits to me though, man. For, yeah. from, from a bow tie press perspective, off limits. Yeah, I just be like, yo, they be nice. Well, now, the only way I can say that maybe that you kicked off with somebody that I didn't know about, and y'all had like it wasn't anything significant, and then I, you know, met her later. Not saying this maybe, but yeah, still, if yeah, I knew, yeah. it'll be this weird. Unless it was, you know, 
you know, unless maybe you are, you know, you get some people who get into the whole, like, maybe you're running a train or something, but I don't think that's in this situation. But yeah, I don't think that this, that counts. Yeah, I, I think this, this is, this, this is where I started on the timeline that we were talking about, like, kind of got a little, a little depressing talking about all the Indianapolis violence, but yeah, I wanted to get your, your thoughts yeah. on that, man. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's, it's, I think the situations are going to be unique no matter what, but overall, I think, I think it's a no-go. Like, if, if, if it was a one like a one night stand or somebody was like, oh, I just smashed this person or whatever, mm. like it's one of those things. Still, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know, but no, for for Bowtie Fresh, it's a negative. Yeah, man. All right, man. So I know we I've been peddling around this. I, you know, I didn't think we'd be having this conversation, man. But hey, Bill's home, bro. And by for those <laughs> who know, it's Billy, Bill Cosby came <laughs> home. Yo, before we get I'm gonna into call this, William, hey, William Cosby. <laughs> before we get into this, I think we should put the preface there. Like, number one, sexual assault is bad. Uh, it's not even worse than bad, but you know, it's you should be if you've committed sexual assault, you should be in jail. Second yep. of all, I guess when you're looking at the thing, this he didn't get off because of innocence, got off on the technicality. As far as you know, he, you know, according to the prosecutor, he should never been you know charged in, in the first place, right? So let's just get that out there that way, because people yeah. take stuff. And, all right, man. So yeah, you, and, and, and to Mike, to Mike J's, you know, sentiment again. We, Mike J, nor Bowtie Fresh, we are not advocates. We do not condone any type of violence against women, especially sexual violence, rape, anything like that. It's not. It's not what we do. We are going to talk about it, but we we do not support any of that type of behavior in any way. So again, we just continue to reiterate that because we know people will twist stuff around and all that type of stuff. Not the case. And also, man, I posted something on a TikTok page. You can find us at Grown Man this podcast. And somebody took like a five second blurb of what we were talking about and said and, and called us an op. So uh fuck that person. But anyway, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Oh bastard. Yeah. So uh, matter of fact, I should get that person's name. Oh, but anyway, yeah. Cause I'm like, if you put something down in public, it's uh, click black twenty one. Mm. It's like, okay, whatever. But yeah, they can, they can, they can sit back and sit on the toilet. Zone. That's early, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, sorry. So That's Bill, funny. so Bill's home, right? Yo, number one, did you watch the press conference? Did not. Hey man, the press conference. I missed, was I, like I missed whispering the in people's ears and shit like that, and making these weird faces. And I kept thinking about him having that dead eye. I'm like, we want to take that dead eye and put it on on them. Well, you know, you go to Vegas, you put it on the damn the, the rotating little thing. What, what you <laughs> put put black put blackjack, and then Bill got that dead eye blackjack, man. Dead black blackjack eye. But I was watching that, man, and, you know, you start seeing people's reactions, dog, and some people were making jokes about it, which was kind of weird. Did you see the club flyer they had? Of, yeah. Yeah, man. With the, with the little dude checking his cup. Yeah, I don't know. They had another one. They just had him, like, his Cosby show uh, era days. Something they was going up for Cosby. That's oh, man. Weird. But, man, yeah. but the nigga who got out, and some people I expect to act stupid, but the nigga who really been losing their mind is just Joe Brown. That nigga got on Mark my Hill, man, was talking crazy. Hey, man, Judge Joe Brown was in a whole nother world. I'm like, bruh, like, are you? So I'm, I'm going to keep it all the way funky. This is Bowtie Fresh's opinion. The way Judge Joe Brown was talking, I'm like, this nigga didn't took some pussy before. Oh, yeah. He, he definitely I'm he definitely got that. I'm not advocating. I'm trying to make fun of rape. I'm not doing no. that. No. 
He sounded real, he sounded real rapey. Exactly. I would say the stuff that he was saying was like, bruh, like, do we need to check your history? Like, what the hell is going on? He was he sounded real like rapey sexual yeah. assault. That's when he was talking. I mean, he's also made stuff about I think he was talking about LGBTQ stuff before, yep. which was like real problematic considering was he a real judge for real? I thought he was. Yeah. So it was also, was. which was also kind of scary. The fact that, you know, you, you're having all these views, but you were actual judge. You yeah. Know? Well, for, to the, to the point of it, it, the things that you were saying are kind of, kind of reckless, but at the same time, the things that you're saying, again, can make someone think like, okay, if you are here doing this and you feel this way and you're a judge, you probably could be trying to intimidate some people with some stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, if you if you're doing this stuff, you could go take the route of like, oh, who's gonna believe you? I'm a judge. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the type of stuff that he was saying that makes you think like, well, what is this dude? What's his? What's he on? What's going on with with, with Judge Joe Brown? I don't know. State criminal court in Shelby County, so I think that's Memphis. Man, yeah. So yeah, I didn't you know because some people don't throw stuff out there, but yeah, can you, it, it, it was just beyond reckless, man. And just like, yo, like you hate women. Like, regardless if it was like a freak fest or orgy or whatever, if she's consenting, hey, y'all go go to town. But but if it's any word on any type of consent, eh, I ain't ain't with it. He said, this dude said something to the effect of the the bimbos know what's going on when they show up or something like that. Like, what? Like, number one, okay, let's just say that they did know what was going on. And they was there and everything was popping off. Yeah, they still have the right. Whomever these women are, they have the right to change their mind and be yeah. like, "No, nah, I'm not with this." Once they're there, so the moment that they say no, the moment that they're not with it, the moment that there's any inclination that they're not down to do whatever it is you want to do, you back off. Or it's, the it's, fact it's, that, it's, or it's the fact that she's drunk or drunk, whatever, yeah. or sit back, whatever yeah. the vice potentially could be. It's the best thing is to say no, walk away, do whatever you do, and it's gonna be. And if you had a party like that, I mean, if you get probably some more women that want to get down with you without having to do all that, she mm-hmm. might want to. She might want to do pay for play, but yeah, Judge Joe Brown, man, that nigga is out of here. Yeah, he, he's he, a he's a fuck he nigga, man. Ill. He was real ill, but I, but but to answer your first question, I I, I was surprised to hear the news about about uh, William Cosby. I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, damn, for real. Uh, they let they let Bill out because for me I just knew it. I'm like he gonna do all his years. No, he, he's he's gonna do. It. That's how I felt. Like they they got they got the black man. He he was you know uh, you know charged with all the things that that they said he did. I'm like oh he's going down and he's going to serve all the years for the stuff that they charged him with. So I was surprised when this all came out. He got released. I'm gonna tell you this because if you remember a few months ago, he could have been up for parole and he said no because no. he had to go to that sex offender stuff and he said no. So yeah. once that happened, I was like, oh man, he's he, like he's I said, he, I figured he was gonna die in there. I figured that, I figured like that, you know, what was that on Terminator when the, when the eye went from red to the flat line? That's how I figured Cosby I was gonna, was gonna go before he died. I figured he was gonna go that and like turn into dust like on, on, on the damn Marvel movie and then he go from having that damn coochie sweater on to turn into dust. I was hey, not man. expecting to see Bill out here acting all weird during a press conference. 
Man, I missed. Man. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the press conference. I it wasn't all, as weird as his. I memes, seen all the little. I was. Gonna say, I seen all the little memes and people talking about uh, as he was walking out. Did he do the look back walk? Oh no, nah, <laughs> he didn't do that. Hey man, let me ask you this, man. Bill told me he might come back and do some damn comedy again, man. No, nah, he bro. he needs to. He, Bill he needs, needs to have a seat. He needs, he needs to have a seat. Have a you seat do not. Real. Do not. Do not OJ this, Bill. That's mm-hmm. how. That's like. Do not OJ this. Shut your mouth. Go about your business. Do whatever it is you want to do. Hopefully legally and not harming anybody else. But go sit down somewhere and live the rest of your days as a free man. Because I, I think you might have dodged a bullet on this one, Bill. <laughs> That's the way I feel. Well, I want to, uh, so let me ask you this, man. If you were, if if you were, if you had the opportunity to, to interview him, would you do it? Would I interview him? Yeah. 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 I would. I know my first question. So, nigga, did you get hit with the chicken patty in the face or not? <laughs> Yo, and second question, how you feel about niggas on the internet saying you look like a McRib? You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'd have all the jokes for Bill. When we, because, been, I couldn't take it serious because I don't think, I don't feel like I would have to roast him because if you say anything, I just feel like he really don't think he whatever he was accused of and went to jail for he did anything wrong. So I think asking him any type of questions would make the people feel bad. Now I would not interview him because I feel like the negative blowback wouldn't be worth the hassle. Like if you get the first person to interview Bill Cosby, it's either going to be somebody who who is not going to be allowed to ask him any hard hitting questions. And it's, it's going to be Gail, gonna be, bro. It's going to be. No, nah, you put some. I don't think it's, I don't think Gail would do because I think Gail would be like gangry puff piece. This you gotta think if you Cosby and you, you could about NBC, quote unquote, you think she's gonna allow you gonna allow a, a journalist to ask him some hard hitting questions? No, they see how they did R. Kelly, everything, and, and not not to say he didn't, whatever, but it's just like, yo, she asked that nigga simple question, he losing his damn mind crying on TV, and Bill was like 902 yeah, years old, man. So, nah, man. Let me ask you this, man. You ain't, you ain't gonna ask Bill if he's gonna pop the Bluetooth for a cell phone, you know, since he since he's fresh out. Oh man, no uh, <laughs> Camille's hip out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Bill, Bill, hey, that nigga Bill bust one. I gonna start spinning, boy. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. So let me ask you this, man. If you was Felicia Rashad, would you public support of Cosby? I don't know. Like, if I, oh, so I'm taking. Taking the perspective of taking a stance of if if I was in the entertainment industry, like me as a person, like I'm going to be a person that is going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to like shy away. Like if I'm talking about social injustice and race stuff, then, I, then if I feel like it, then that's what I'm going to talk about. So I feel like Felicia Rashad is standing by someone that's a long-term friend of hers, colleague, whatever you want to call it, family. I think that she was just like, okay, good. The judicial system has, you know, done what it was supposed to do. They convicted him when he was supposed to be convicted. And now they was like, oh, well, they found this and he's now he's out. He's free. Whatever. Like, I don't, I don't find anything wrong with what Felicia Rashad did because she was doing what she wanted to do. However, I do think that she should have expected the backlash that she's getting. She should have expected that. It was, it was, it was tone deaf. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that she. Has, I don't think that she expected it. I'm gonna tell you this: it was tone deaf, and it's somebody who's worked in higher ed. If you're the dean of, of a college like you know of their, of their like arts and sciences school, mm-hmm. oh, if somebody else would have said that that wasn't Felicia Rashad, they gotta go. 
and because now it messes up the brand. If you know, there's there's alums and students trying to get her out of there. It's just really toned that after Me Too and all that stuff for you to come out there and you just to give a tweet. Now, had you you parsed your words a little different, maybe led with the fact of you know sexual assault and all that other type of stuff. But you came out there, you let a tweet go, and now they're trying to get your ass up out of there. So yeah. all the good will that you've done to help all these people could be unraveled just because you because because you had Twitter fingers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My thing is, it's you know, like if I had a friend, I thank God, never been in that situation that was accused of something like that. I don't know what I would publicly do because it'd be different with like one person. Bro, it's like 60 women. Yeah, you keep having the same situation. I'm probably, you know, we, you know, I mean, private, hey, if we have a conversation, hey, that's one thing. But publicly, yo, 60 is a lot. This ain't one. This ain't even two. Yeah, 60 is a lot. I mean, one or two, wow, man, he just got into a situation. I'd be like publicly, like supporting R. Kelly. That shit's, you know, I'm not saying the same, they're the same, but I I, I don't think I could, I couldn't do that, man, because I'm always having back in my mind, like, man, this nigga really do this. After I mean, after about three or four, I'm like, yo, this, and they keep having the same trend. Yeah. And back in my mind, I probably think this nigga did it. That's just me. But uh, like, but 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 my thing too is even when it is when you're going through the, that type of stuff or when it's happening, what are you doing? What what was Felicia Rashad doing? I, I, maybe she didn't know. I don't know. But like, you had to, if y'all that close, you had to have known something or any other people that are in a circle, you know, that that know about this stuff. Are, are you just like turning a blind eye to it and just like, okay, or are you stepping up and saying something to that to that person that is allegedly your friend? Like you just said, oh, I'm glad he's out or whatever. Were you in his ear? Were you, you know, up in him like, yo, you foul for this, you wrong for this. You know what I mean? Like, even I, I, I always ask, what are these people doing or saying, mm-hmm. you know, during those times or you, cause you were around, but I don't care who it is. It could be R. Kelly, it could be, insert any of the other people that you that Matt Lauer or whoever else you know what I mean like insert other name the people that are around and and know like you can't just be that blind you know that there's something happening even in just work the work situation you can feel and see the awkwardness or whatnot you should be able you pick up on things were you turning a blind eye to it or were you like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like holding that person accountable. I think it's I, also, not blasting them, but. Yeah, it's also, I think it's also more like there's a difference between rumor in, in the window and into like saying oh, yeah. something. I will, you know, I will give some, because sometimes I can easily say something about me, like, yo, I didn't think of Mike. He would never, Mike J would never do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it would be like, yo, like, you know, such and such happened this time, this time, this time. Like, damn, you know, like, you know, like you said, like, are you really coming like, yo, this isn't unacceptable. And if it's something to like that fact that I had, on, you know, somebody close to me doing stuff like that, yo, the friendship is over because I can't right. trust you. Right. I can't, and uh, you have no moral compass. So I don't know, man. I just feel like that she probably should have. She probably should have played it cool. You know, she been, she could have sit back and called Bill, wrote him a letter, and I'm sure he could have scanned. He could probably could have scanned against that eye and got all the information <laughs> quick, fast, and in a hurry. But nah, that that was that was the wrong move, man. All right, man. Speaking I wonder. Of- I, w- I want to wonder what the. Uh, I'll say this, and we can move on. Right. Or not. I want to hear. I want to hear from the Cosby kids. That's they gonna keep. They gonna keep it. They gonna keep it low key. Cause it's more like you know, it's like you, you know, they, you, heard, you heard stuff from them before. If they smile, oh. you just keep it. Keep it quiet for what? Because what for them? What do they get out of that? The one that I really want to hear from though is Lisa Bonet. Yeah, but like, she don't really say anything, though. Know? That's what I'm saying. She, yeah. she, she was like, "I'm good. I'm good on y'all. I'm gone. I'm done." You know, 
went, went her way, you know, done whatever. He, I know, and I know allegedly, I don't know, but talk, rumor, whatever you want to call it, was saying that he was been upset with her. Yeah, I was saying allegedly upset with her and all that type of stuff. So I wonder for for Bowtie Fresh, I wonder what happened or what she may know that happened back then. And I would just like to hear her opinion now on the things that are happening. I know she probably would never say never. that. Because yeah, that relationship was always weird when she did that movie with that break for that. I don't know. The one with Mickey Warren when she like, yeah. you know, like had yeah. sex on camera and all that type of stuff. So the image of what he wanted to have for the show, she fucked against it. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I know Justice C. Phillips has made, you know, he made comments about it, but you know, that's that's really it. You haven't really heard too much anything from anybody else. And I, I don't imagine anyone else saying anything. Cause I mean, I wouldn't give my opinion like that in public because you could have this great stance on how you want to express yourself. And somebody can take five seconds of what you said to turn it into an argument you said something totally never meant to say. Or you know, yep, that yep. wasn't even the point. That's why I always hit the preface when we talk about these things, because you know, hey. Sexual assault is wrong. If whomever does, they should desire to be punished. So you always got to do that because people can quickly to, to parse words. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey man, no doubt, man. So hey man, so you sent this to me, and I've been seeing it on social media the other day, man. So popular restaurant uh, in Houston, I believe, the Turkey Hut, the Turkey Leg Hut. I'm sorry, Turkey Leg Hut. And them, hey, them legs be looking good, man. So man, they they've been getting a lot of. They've been getting a lot of uh, you know, flack on social on social media, man, about uh about the dress about the dress code, man. So I'm curious to say what you what you uh what do you think about this, man? I'm gonna try to find the as try to find the what's I mean, name, man. I don't I, I don't feel like the okay, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say I don't feel like I feel like whatever establishment they they orchestrate or should be able to, you know, have whatever rules or you know operating standards or whatever that they want. I mean, like other organizations do the same thing. Organizations like Target, Starbucks or wherever, and, and even smaller businesses. So, I mean, like if you're like, okay, this is what I want, you know, in my establishment, then I, what can you say? Hey, can, either, can just, I read them? either just don't go. Like, I mean, I think it's the, my opinion, it, it would be the same as how like some clubs or night spots or, you know, events will be like no tennis shoes or you know, no hats or whatever. Like, I, if y'all don't want that stuff, then don't. If you want to wear that, don't patronize them. All right, let me ask. Let me so let me read them real quick. Man. We kind of all right. Enjoy. All right. So number one, all body parts must body parts must be completely covered. All cleavage, breast, thighs, and buttocks must be completely covered. The only thing naked here is turkey legs and chicken wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Number two, no swimwear. No swimwear of any kinds allowed. This is the heart of the third ward, not the beach. Number three, no exposed undergarments. No exposed undergarments allowed. This includes sports bras, panties, or anything resembling these items. These also include white tanks for men. Number four, no house attire allowed. No wave caps, cap, no wave caps, bonnets, do-rags, bandanas, house shoes, or shower caps allowed. We want you to feel at home, but this is not your home. Number five, no excessively revealing clothing. This means no, no excessively revealing the soil clothing is allowed. This includes all distressed or ripped clothing. Shorts and shirts must cover your entire top and bottom. And last one, no obscene language or baggy clothing. No attire or obscene language or inappropriate uh, or offensive graphics. No excessively baggy or sagging pants. Pants must be worn at the waist level. Okay. So I'm going to say a few things, and then, I'll, and then, then you chime in and... and, and, and 
give the business. Number one, if you don't like any of those things, don't pay. If you don't care about any of that stuff, don't patronize them. If you if you feel like, oh, okay, whatever, patronize them. Number two, my opinion, Bowtie Fresh, I feel like people of the minority black community probably feel some type of way about the bonnets, do-rags, all that type of stuff, because they're going to feel... The, the, our community will feel targeted. Oh, I feel like they're targeting us. They're, feel, they're feeling like it's coming at us. Okay, fine. Goes back to my original point. If you don't, if you don't care for those rules, don't patronize them. Number three, with the amount, with our society today, there are a lot of things that are more accepted. Meaning I see people go in restaurants and go in places with sheer tops and you see straight nipples. I see people with whatever, and you can see panties at the top of the panty line. What like the pants are delivered? The pants are deliberately cut below where the panties want to come, or whatever the case may be. So it goes back to my original point: if you don't, if you're going to wear that, it probably be not. It'll probably be best not to patronize that business. It it sounds like that business is like, look, we just want people to be in here without seeing a bunch of quote unquote my opinion, quote unquote, explicit things. They feel like those things that they are saying don't do are explicit. And they are basically going line by line and being very descriptive about the stuff that they don't, that they feel are explicit for their environment that they're trying to create. I can tell you this, the worst part is the person who has to do the dress code stuff. Can you, oh, imagine, yeah. can you imagine like being <laughs> at the front? Think how mad people were when they, when they had to wear some damn mask. Can you exactly. imagine me like, you know, hey, hey brother, your pants is a little bit too low. You need to lift them up one quarter. Or you know, or the or the too baggy, or or here, woman, I, we can see just the undercut of your breast. I don't want to go through that. I don't want right. that type of hassle because I feel like people are gonna be cursing on people out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and and again, it goes back to my first point: don't patron, don't go yeah. there. If you feel if you feel like you want a night out on the town and your titties need to be out, turkey leg turkey leg hut is not for you. Go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I feel like people are going to make and have will make this more than what it is. Starbucks don't allow you, Starbucks don't allow you to come in there with your damn nipples out. They, you cannot wear a sheer top showing your titties. I mean, I mean, of course, <laughs> would, would, would you, we want to be like, ah, damn, look at them, them is nice. Or, or we're going to be like, Dave Chappelle, the milk's gone bad. Like, what are we going to do? But I mean, like, certain or Target, Starbucks, you know, big Fortune 500, organizations you can't you can't do those things in so why is it different because it's a small business like I, to me it's just asinine i feel like people are making a big deal of it because it's like ah you're, you're targeting blacks or targeting us because you said no do rags and bonnets I, okay like if that's what you want to do or that's how you want to take it don't go there go yeah. to go to fucking shake shack and wear your bonnet and have your titties out like i don't i <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it gets a little, it gets a little weird. Like I'm not dressing up for. I guess the, I guess the most time I've seen people making jokes. Like yo, I'm not. They had people talking about they were gonna dress up in like their church clothes. They had laughing. Some I ain't doing. I'm not going anywhere with a name with turkey luck, turkey leg cut in the name dressing like this. I thought it was funny. But like you said, if it's if I feel like it's that deep, then you know, I'm probably not gonna go. Uh, you know, if you know, this has been some times where I might just be like, yo, I just got on some basketball shorts, some J's, and a t-shirt. I might not be allowed to eat in certain places, you know. So you know, yeah. I can and I can understand because it, it's like they had that video we talked about a few months, well, probably about six months ago. The yeah. guy was in Dallas and he yeah. started yeah. cussing cussing those people out. 
Yep. You know, talking about you know, they were dancing and then the way they were shaking your ass on my table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's just oh, there's always honestly something. that was a, that that was unsanitary. Don't put yeah. your goddamn ass cheeks where I'm putting my food at now. Yeah. There's some there's some cats that we know they get down with. <laughs> oh, you know, they not, they not, spray the not, cheeks not, and dive in. Not, 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 not lemon pepper ass. <laughs> 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 Damn, this nigga nigga nose grow like Pinocchio on some ass. Oh, oh my man. god. Like, deviant. He's a deviant. A deacon, a deviant deacon. That's a nasty nigga, man. That's a coming to America ass-eating ass nigga, boy. He coming there. Golly. It's a nasty nigga. Hey, man. He's in there getting it. That's the first thing that nigga goes to. Yo. Yo, man. I'm not man. Yo, man, I work with some freaky ass niggas at other places of employment. Hey, man, and one thing, and I we can get off of this, sorry. So I was listening to Lil Baby and Lil Dirk album, right? And Lil Baby Lil says, "No, nah, Lil Baby says something like I might eat a pussy and leave." So I mean, years ago, I was talking to a cat. We was it was bread, another kinky ass nigga, and myself. So I'm kind of like the mediator. Just like listen, niggas go back and forth. So this nigga bread was like, "Yo, he's like, man, what you do? You want to get a woman mad? You go downtown on her, you eat her out, and then you just leave, man. That make her mad." So after bread like walks away, the other nigga like, "Yo, I ain't that freaky." I said, "Yeah, me either." <laughs> <Just like, laughs> yo, man. So, like when I when I when I talk about Deacon to tie this together, like yo, he's in the pantheon of like some freaky ass niggas like that. Hey, man. <laughs> yo, we man. thought we thought the hammer was bad. Yeah, Deacon, yeah. Deacon, 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 that nigga got all the finished stones of pink. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Twenty one shades of Deacon. What? <laughs> 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 nigga's nasty, man. Oh, oh man. man. Man, before we hand before we hand out the mayo, I, I meant to do this uh, before we really got into the topic. I want to give a shout out to to one of, to to the, to the homie uh, at Jessica Mariah. Uh, you can check her out on IG. Uh, she, today's her birthday, so shout out to the homie. Hope you having a happy birthday. Yeah, man. Grown man, this fam, huge, huge supporter of the uh, of the movement and and all that type of stuff. But yeah, definitely want to give her a shout out, man. They celebrate celebrating the birthday. Good people, kind heart. All, all of the above, man. So, hope she's having a good day out there. Yeah, hope you're having a good day. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the system, man. But hopefully, she has maybe has a shot or something, or you know, whatever it is her vice is, and, and enjoy and enjoy the time. It's a beautiful day out today. So yes, good. Hey, man. Sorry, man. You you preface with the mayo, man. And this is something, man. Before we get into, you know, Shakari Richardson, you know, she was not going to be able to run in the 100 because of, you know, she got caught with marijuana in the system, right? You know, that story yeah. has been beat to death. So it's this Australian journalist named Claire Lehman, right? So she she makes these comments saying that Shakari Richardson was on steroids because one of the things for steroids is uh, long nails and long hair, right? So I guess if you take steroids, you get both of these. So people told her, like, those are acrylic nails and Shakari wears weaves and, and wigs when she runs. So then she still, then she, so she's stuck on stupid. Next thing you know, this bra starts talking about Florence Griffith Joyner. Now, Florence Griffith Joyner yeah. has the all-time Olympic record, world record. I think she ran 10-4-9 or something like that in the 88 Olympics. Still the fastest woman ever, right? That was 1988. Florence Griffith Joyner has been dead since 1998. Why are you making up lies about this woman? This woman has been dead for I don't know how long. Why are you bringing her, her name up? She died not because right. of steroids or drug use. She died because she had a seizure. Right. And just to see people just say things 
so recklessly about the dead man it's it's horrible yeah like you know, number number two like you might as well just keep your mouth shut you know what i'm saying like I, i'm sure you want to have your opinion and, and have a hot take just like many people have had about shakari Richardson. but to talk about flojo you know what i mean to, to to bring up and disrespect the dead just shut up just have an opinion on shakari richardson whatever it may be and keep it moving. Well, her like opinion that, was that, wrong. That's she accused right. the girl of steroids. She didn't get. Yeah. She didn't, get, no, no, she didn't no. have steroids in her system. She had. She had marijuana. She had weed. I know. Yeah. I'm just. All I'm saying is that if you're gonna make your statement, make the statement. But talking, talking ill of the dead, trifling. Beyond trifling. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. That's 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 mad foul and mad foul. And 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 I and I, and I want to give a shout out to to the sister Shakari Richardson, a huge fan. I saw the shit that she was doing in the trial, saying it was unbelievable. You know what I mean. But I want to give a, give a shout out to her, not not only because of the things that she had accomplished and the things that she's overcome in her life, but just how she's handled this particular situation. She's like, you know what? I knew what was at stake, and I done what I I done what I done. She 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 is not and has not tried to skirt skirt the system. She has not tried to be like, ah, oh, they blackball blah, blah blah. She she's like, you know what? I did what I did, and I know what I did, and I knew what I was doing when I did it. So. This is the consequence, and I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Like people, I heard someone make the comment about, oh, you know, role model. She should be a better role model to our black girls and this, that, and the third. I'm like, you know what? I'm talking about drug use. Like we shouldn't be using drugs. Blah blah blah. Okay, that's your opinion, I, and I respect that. But here's the other thing: this woman, this young woman, is a role model. You know why? Because of the things that, not only because of the things that she's accomplishing on the track, but because she stood up and accepted it and had the accountability for her actions. She didn't try to go caring and, and sue and file an amendment and this, that, and the third. She took she took what it was. She owned her actions and was held accountable and, and took the accountability for it. That's a role model. So if, I mean, if I had a young daughter, hell, my sons, they need to, they need to understand that. You do something, is, understand the account, understand what it's coming to. So for those who 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 have made comments and you know. I know you listen to the podcast and you and I've talked about it off, off, not, not you, Mike J, this person that I'm talking about, but anyone else out there, like, look at that as being a role model as well. You can have your views on weed and, and marijuana and drug use and all that type of stuff. Fine. That's, that's great. But I also, also look at the fact that there are other ways for people to be role models. And I think Shakari Richardson doing by taking the stance that she has and owning her shit has been a hell of a role model. So shout out to the sister Shakari Richardson. Yeah, and then we can and we can have another conversation. In fact, of what you think about weed, because it doesn't really help. It is not. It's not helping you win in any athletic. It's, a, it's bro, not. It's, yeah, it's a debilitator. It's, yeah, it ain't. You ain't no, speaking of that, did you see that dude, Emmanuel Echo? Yeah, I saw. Yo, him. man, what is this nigga talking about? What people they throw the javelin? You think somebody gonna be stupid enough to, to smoke weed right before you throw a javelin? Are you stupid? <laughs> what did Rummy Ma say, nigga? Is you dumb? <laughs> no, man. What is up with this nigga, man? It's like, damn, did you take too many hits to the head while you were in college? Yo, because he was talking, man, that's stupid and reckless and like real ignorant. Like, uh, who would throw? That's like me saying, you know what? You know what, Bowtie? Hey, man, I'm going to throw this shot put down. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to hit the blunt real tough. Yo, then bet. Yo, I'm going to sit back and throw some, throw this damn shot put, man. Oh man, I fell saw... on your damn foot. Broke your oh. damn, broke your whole damn did I, foot. Hey, did I ever tell you about the dude we went to high school with? Got hit by, the, got hit with a shot put. Oh no, <laughs> hammer nose. Him. No, hammer nose. Oh, no, oh, <laughs> hammer was there. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, man, he got hit with a shot put. Yeah, man, but uh, 
that that's just crazy, man. So Mano, he can get the mayo too, because that sounds like something like he that sounds like he put a whole thing of craziness in some mayonnaise and start eating it for white acceptance, though. I was like, yo, that got to be the stupidest thing somebody could say. All right, man, both sides. So let's get to the Twizzler, man. And I, I gave one earlier to the person who called us ops, because anybody knows we ain't no damn ops. So, you know, you can go ahead and sit on the Twizzler. Yeah, man, I totally missed this, man. What was, what, what was his MS name again? Oh, <laughs> uh, click clack or some shit. Like, you know, yeah. All those ops. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see. I, I'd be interested to see what the hell he called us ops for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, hell? all right, man. Fuck you and everybody get yeah. filled with it, bitch. You know, I was I was already pissed off about it. I was listening. Plus, I was listening to my nigga Dirk the other day. I was like, yo, Dirk's time I'm spinning his shows and shit. Dirk, <laughs> yo, man, what? I said, fuck this nigga click clack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're gonna do it, but anyway, man. So that's, speaking that's, of some suck ass that's, people, that's, man. That's just not even on my radar. That's, nah, I just thought I was laughing. That shit below me, goddamn it. Uh, I mean, what you want to, God. <laughs> uh, hold on, let's not let's not go there, nigga. Because I saw you was going crazy when we found out the fake romantic pot. Oh, uh, you was going crazy. You was going crazy. This nigga threw off his bow tie and everything. Oh nigga damn! Said, <laughs> nigga, the nigga called me, said he was flustered. I said, nigga, what's wrong with you, man? I said, it's cool, man. It's like, no, 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 you don't fucking understand, nigga. Ran his hands through his little curly hand and shit. Oh, wow, like, oh, nigga. And nigga said, I'll call you back. No, 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 nigga called me back and said he's gonna put a little ultra perm man. He called me back. I said, all right, nigga, it's cool. Oh wow! <laughs> I said, shit, nigga, nigga got real hot, man. Hey man, so speaking of real hot man, uh, you sent you let me know this story, man. What ha- tell the people what happened in Philadelphia and why did she get the Twizzler? Oh man, yeah. So I, my job, I need you to get, I'm gonna need you to get this whole group of Twizzler. Uh, so uh, Philly, uh, not it was on Saturday, I believe. A group of white supremacists. Um, I forgot the name of the damn group, uh, but they they were in the streets of Philly. Um, they were dressed in. I guess you could let's call them the the, the monarch twos, <laughs> the white oh, monarch twos, all man. of them, khaki pants, blue polo shirts and t- or t shirts. They all had like white like long sleeves, like things over their arms, white gloves, and like white little masks that you could breathe through. Like they, like kind of look like a mannequin. They look. They, I guess their look was trying to be like walking mannequin, so you couldn't tell who they were or anything like that. And then they all had on like these baseball caps that said like free America or something like that. But they were marching through the streets of Philly um, talking about they were taking America back. They were going to take America back as they marched down the streets. They had flags and I think a couple of them had some tiki torches, but mostly they were all carrying like flags and little poster boards or whatnot with little sayings on them, all dressed the same. Um, so they were kind of doing their thing and trying to, you know, trying to mob people. I think they kind of mobbed some older group of people. And um, I think there was an Asian woman. They kind of like ran off. But then they reached the real Philly. Oh, so I, didn't, <laughs> they, I didn't even say you let me know what's going on, man. So what yeah, happened so, 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 so they got they got to a certain point where they was they was in Philly. Um, and let's just say that it didn't end too well for for these like, cats. Like Benny uh, Siegel, like Benny Siegel, like state property, like uh, yeah. Oh, they, okay. they 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 ran in, they ran into the niggas. And they ran, they ran into the niggas with a, a, a few of the, uh, I guess you could say, a, a few of the hood allies, because it was, it was some folks in that in that mob that uh, they they swiftly turned them back the other way. 
and chased them down the street. A couple of guys fell. A couple of guys were a couple of the little white supremacists was trying to like hold people off. But this one dude, he took <laughs> he took a flying STF kick right in the square of his back. He, he fell over a fire hydrant. <laughs> I mean, you can see the videos on you can see the videos online, man. This so this black this black this black brother, he like ran and jumped in the air and kicked this dude square in his back. Man falls on the ground. His flag goes flying. His buddy like grabs his arm and like dragging him, trying to help him up. But yeah, let's just say it, it did not end the way that they probably thought it was going to end because they ran into the real Philly uh, and the real Philly turned them back the other way. Um, so Mike J, get a twist to, to, to this group. Of I'm going to give y'all the, the, the unseasoned meat ass, sit on the tours of raisins in the mayo, the, uh, 4th of July, you know, y'all, y'all hate everything about America, especially black and people of color, get at the Twizzler, man. So y'all can sit, spin, and get your ass kicked, man. How you going to sit back be marking on the street like y'all tough and then y'all getting your ass kicked and everything else like that, man. So that and then a, a, a quote-unquote op from a, from the damn from the damn TikTok, man. They can all sit on the tours together, man, and just sit and die. <laughs> yeah, no turn doubt. In the impeccable words of the rock, turn that some bitch sideways. Yeah, they stick you straight up. Yeah, candy. Yeah, <laughs> sit up there and get pounded out, man. All right, rock. man. So, you know, you see, I mean, I've been watching this story, man, and you sent it to me. And that's something I've been reading about, man. And it's uh, let's talk about the whole Rachel Nichols and um Maria Taylor thing from ESPN, man. So. Yeah. Before we go, I'm gonna give like some little backstory so people can get, make sure that you know. So, okay. last year during in the bubble, Rachel Nichols she was on the phone with LeBron's PR person, who's a white man, and they I guess they had a camera. She didn't cut the camera off, so I guess everything you say that camera uploads to the server for ESPN. So she's on there, and I'm paraphrasing. I guess she was like, you know, basically like don't let don't give Maria something because ESPN has a history of shitty diversity uh, for the diversity, right? So mm-hmm. the shit goes down, man. And so now I guess Maria and, and she she said she reached out to Maria. Maria never responded. And Maria, and I guess they they weren't, you know, Rachel wasn't doing anything live. So Maria wouldn't have to bother with her. You know, Maria's also in her, she had a new contract. I think her contract ends in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So now you get to the point of, of this situation, man. And now you got people jumping into it. And I guess they said that, you know, I guess from ESPN, I think with Jay Williams and Jalen Rose and others saying they wasn't going to work if they didn't support Maria. I guess they felt like Rachel's doing some fuck shit. Right. So let me ask you this, man. We both have done have done diversity work. You more so than me. Do you have expectations of your? I think I think I, did. I get the story right for everybody. I believe I did, but just want to make mm-hmm. sure you clear. Okay. So do you have expectations yep. for so-called white allies in the workplace? And taking this from your from more of a work lens. I was going to say, are you are you speaking more of my? I'm for, for, no, I'm for over like as I'll say, friends. You 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 can you do? Can we both done community work, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about this earlier, right? So if you have a committee of seven people, right? Mm-hmm. And there are, there are some things that an organization, any organization that have been, you know, going on in time, mm-hmm. do you have expectations of white allies to back what's going on to help the organization as far as like rectify these things? Mm-hmm. Or are you just kind of like, oh, it's like, oh, when they say something, like, oh, that's a surprise. Have you been beaten down to that fact? Like what's what, like from a professional thing, I'll come from the personal. Uh, a little bit of both. So from the professional, from the professional side of things, you absolutely have to have expectations of your white allies because oftentimes those are the people that either have an influence or they have the position of power to make a decision. Um, so you have to be able to have an expectation of those folks to stand beside you. And sometimes a, a few of them need to stand in front of you to kind of help move the way. 
you can you can be the source of power behind it, but they need to be able to move barriers for you. Because again, sometimes, oftentimes in our in our professional world, those are the individuals that are either a in a, in a heavy position of influence or b in a position of power to make a decision. They are the decision maker. So yes, there should be expectations of white allies not only to speak out, not only to be visible but with their actions as well. And when I say their actions, I'm not talking necessarily about, oh, we got a protest in March and this, that, and the third. Those individuals need to be a part of, let's just say for instance, succession planning for future roles, um, either helping minorities or, or underrepresented individuals. That, that'll be a term that a lot of people probably hear in their workplace, underrepresented because if we're trying to, to move away from the DNI space, you move away from minorities because it can get mumbled up and oftentimes people just go straight to race. So you wanna to go to underrepresented. So you, you hear that, that people want to, your white allies need to start paving ways and making things available to underrepresented personnel, whether that's, better communication about open positions that are, you know, let's say a middle manager and above, whether that's about open development positions or whether it is strategically placing, again, in your succession planning, strategically placing those individuals. Okay, I know Mike J is a minority and I know that this is his skill set and I know that he wants to, you know, move around in the company or improve himself. Here's how I am going to help. Here's how the organization, here's the structure that we can put in place to ensure that Mike J goes to that next level. So yes, there should be expectations from a, and from a professional lens, should be expectations on white allies in the workplace. Yeah, and for me personally, at my last place of employment, I had an ally that I didn't even know was going to bat for me, and he pulled my ear to a gangster white dude, super cool cat, pulled, pulled my ear to a lot of things that, was, that were going on, and I was surprised because you know, you get the people with the quote unquote fake allies and they'll say that, you know, they'll they'll stand tall for you, you know, when you're having a one on one conversation. But like you said, when it's time to be able to sit back and put some you know, policy in action, you know, you hear them get real quiet or they get uncomfortable. So I, I saw that and I was really like, oh, OK, this would be really interesting to see how people view this, because, mm -hmm. you know, you got Rachel Nichols, you know, people have always spoken highly of her. I mean, remember, you know, Stephen Jackson, he spoke up for her. Uh, Bamani Jones before this all came out. Come on, she's super cool and everything else like that. But now it's just like you were in a situation where you thought somebody. I feel like you know, it's not I feel like this. In life, people are all good when it's even, but they never. There's some people who never want more than you have. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can say this and test you to the stuff. Our woman is family, right? This brother right here, I mess with him and everything else, but he's always like, "Yo, man, I hope you get this. I hope you get this to get this." It ain't never been a situation where. He wouldn't trip if I had more than him and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's great. But other people don't. They feel like, yo, you can be even with me, but you can't have more than me. And it came off from her conversation. I only, granted, they only had two minutes of the conversation up. And I'm like, you can be cool, but just because they effed up, don't take mine. Yeah. So this is the perfect example of from Bowtie Fresh. Again, personally, professionally, things that I do in the community. This is a perfect example of when I tell people there is a difference between equality and equity. There's a huge there's a difference between equality and equity, and this is a perfect example of that. Equality, yes, Maria has the same opportunity to be able to have the same thing as Rachel. Yes, that is that that is equality. We have the same equal opportunity. Equity is when we have the ability, as Maria has the ability to have as as much or earn more than, whether it's notoriety, whether it is, you know, dollars, whatever the case may be. Equity is we are on the same playing field. We can have the same opportunities and never be on the same playing field. 
equity, we will always be on the same playing field. And I think that this is a perfect example of that. Rachel is like, yeah, cool. Let's have equality. Cool. But we will never have equity. I should always be above her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm, saying? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that to Mike J. I'm just saying. No, 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 yeah, because it's yeah. like it's always I've been in situations like, oh, yeah, we could. But hey, man, like, you know, like I, I had a situation where I was like, hey, we can like I had a coworker. I actually should have been on a higher level than her experience, everything else. But, you know, the, the whiteness came in. It was more like we can yeah. be even, but she'll never have as much as me. Exactly. And there I was think, no equity. And, <laughs> they and then Mike, they told Mike J, you're equal. Yeah. <laughs> you got and, the same opportunity. You know about this stuff, but there's no equity. There's no substance to it. Okay. So let me, this is another thing. This is such such a you had to, I had to read like three or four different articles about this. So so the guy Rachel was talking to was LeBron James, I guess his PR person, and I think uh Rich Paul is PR person. So Rich Paul is a bronze agent, right? Yep. If you're LeBron, because the dude said that I'm between me two. And like the Black Lives Matter stuff, I'm t- I'm tired. So you just had a white man who's had to go through and who, who gets the white man and when it comes to the top of the racial totem pole, they on top, right? Because they, everything is based towards them. So you get this man saying he's tired because he's probably having to hear people talk about equality and equity and diversity and women, you know, me too and everything else, and you're tired. But the, all these other people have to live it every day. If mm-hmm. you're LeBron. If you are LeBron, do you think you might make a change in your PR person? I would strongly consider it. I tell you that. If I if I didn't, it would definitely be a hot topic of conversation. <laughs> that is for sure. So yeah, yeah, I, I I would I would be looking into changing my PR person, or at minimum, we'd be having a conversation like, what what the heck? Yeah, no doubt yeah. about that. And then also, what was interesting is when the when the, when I was reading when the when the when the when the when the message went to ESPN server, I guess their server, I guess a black woman she told Maria Taylor about it. So the company suspended for her for two weeks, and now she's not you know she doesn't work for ESPN anymore. Wow. So yeah, so basically something was that was public. She told her about it. Be different if it was private. No, it went y'all. She didn't she didn't do something. It went public on so everybody could hear it. She told her about it. So there's been a point of when, when you're black, I, I'm going to start off from this. Do you feel like you, how do you feel about giving information to like the other black person in the, in the, in the workplace? Because I'm going to say it for me, I've done that to people and help people out, but I've also done it and been semi-burned. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like I have to go on a more of a relationship thing of I have with you because you, because not everybody's black. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yep, I was just about to say the and same not, thing. And I'm not, and, and, yeah, and not, and, and blackness is, you know, I'm talking about beyond skin and everything else. We're not all as one person, but some people, they get into the workforce and just will, will look every which way, but not look at the fact of you have this large group of people, or depending on your organization, being treated misfairly. Mm-hmm. And I, yep. I saw that and I feel bad for that sister because she, if ESPN, you know, so in, that, in that world, it's a small place and black women have it probably the hardest, right? Mm-hmm. So now she, I'm not sure what she's doing now, but she might have a hard time getting, even getting back to where she was because she was looking out yep. for doing something to be different. She went and was scheming and everything. She was just yep. trying to put, you know, put to Maria on the game. Yeah. You can tell and who I, ESPN like chose. It is a it is a hundred percent. I have I couldn't add anything more to that. I, I totally agree. It would it definitely depends on the person in the relationship. Uh, because again, I, I've been in situations on both sides where I've I've been like, hey, trying to look out, provide some information, and it's really helped that person. 
but I, again, the exact opposite. I've tried to look out, be on the opposite end, and someone's like, ah, well, Sam said this, blah, 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 blah. And then it gets back to me, and I'm like, well, you don't know who I am? Like, I know more people than you do. It's going to get yeah. back to me. Like, <laughs> like, what are you, like, what are you doing? And so people have come back to me being like, oh, this person's trying to, like, you know, salt shake you, and you were trying to put them on. And I'm like, I know. And then I tell the person, I'm like, yo, I know you out here saying this stuff, and then they look stupid and pale in the face, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to help you. It's difficult for us as minorities in many of these organizations. Like for me, like I I am one of four black males in my whole five. I take that back. One of five black males in my whole 39,000 people organization. I'm one of five at, at a senior leader level. Five. So we talk. We need to talk. But I tell you, there's three of them that I talk different no there's two of them that i talk differently to than, I, than the other two I'll tell you that yeah. and, that, and that's just because of the relationship i i've i figured out which ones i can trust which ones i can't how far i can take certain things and that sort of stuff so it's unfortunate um that we do not do what many of our counterparts do to try to help mold um even for me uh you know for, for my organization and the things that i'm trying to do uh, I, I have said to many people in my organization, you guys keep talking about having a seat at the table. I'm trying to create a table for us. And there's a difference. And two of the brothers that, that I, two of the brothers and a couple of sisters that I work with and network with, we are creating a table for us instead of trying to sit at a table that's created by someone else. Like, no, we are going to, we are creating an equal and just as equally as powerful table, if not more. But there's a couple others that are like, oh, nah, you know, they 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 keep trying to like, you know, kick the kick the little rubber thing off the off the leg of our table or try to move our table or try to. They you get some just, people, man. They contend. They like, I got mine. So yeah. like, yo, it's like it's like the famous mine. Mike <laughs> famous Mike Dawes quote. I got mine, so get yours. And you can't you can't do that, man. And I'm yeah. not saying you got. I mean, there's a thing of you can either help or if you ain't got nothing to help, just stay. Just don't say anything. And you yeah. get so many people who feel like they want to kick the tables. I mean, I'm like, yo, that, I mean, no offense, that white man going to look at you like, good job, Toby. And then, and then you sit back when you think it's your time to come up, he might give you a little, he might give you a scrap, but he ain't going to put you on equal level because number one, he can't trust you because you, if you saw that to people, he'll, he'll sell him out. Right, right. So, you know, I don't right. know, man. But yeah, man. Interesting dynamic, interesting conversation. I, I hate that Maria's going through that, but I know that she probably expects stuff like that. You know, oh, yeah. at, at that type of level, the level she's at, the platform that she's at, she she probably expects it. Um, it's just unfortunate that that people at that level are even still going to it. I mean, hell, look at LeBron, probably one of the most powerful people on the planet. You know what I mean? With his influence, money, yeah. and conglomerate and all that type of stuff. I'm not saying he's the richest, I'm not saying he, but that, that, that man has a, a certain amount of power. And he oh, still yeah. faces the same thing. All right, man. So let's get to let's get to sports, man. And you know we got the Bucks and the Suns and 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 the finals, man. Not the finals when the season began. I don't think I don't know anybody who had this finals. I mean maybe the Bucks, but I damn sure didn't have the Suns, man. I didn't either, man. Hey, so I am I am happy for CP though. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy for Monty Williams, man. That dude, you know, yeah, because yeah. Monty Williams he lost his you know lost his wife in that car accident, man. And you know I think he's remarried now, but there's there's a lot to lose a spouse. And CP3, man, great player, but he's done some sucker shit over the years, man. <laughs> hitting, people, hitting people in the balls, like doing like other type of stuff, man. So this series, man, he 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 went up with man, he went up with somebody who like kind of traffics in the same game as him. And that's Patrick Beverly. 
Yo, so they win. It was, you know, it was, you know, Patrick Beverly. Like I tell, like I tell, uh, I almost called you by your, your government name. <laughs> I tell Bowtie all the time. I've been telling you this: is, there's always gonna be arrogance in the NBA, in any sports. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yep. like in anything. This thing, it's you got to think the NBA is the hardest sport to get into because the talent level is so. You get guys, you can be like, I'm a really great player. Yeah, I'm a good player, and you like the great players. Oh my god, I can never do that, right? So mm-hmm. he's going to be guys that are going to have to carve out. So you're going to have to be able to hit open shot, play be, be a good leader, play all that stuff. So, man, I think it was game, it was a game six. You know, CP, he had a decent first half. The second half, I think he scored, I think he scored like 27, 29 points, 30, somewhere around there. He was setting the Clippers on fire. So the last part, man, you know, CP kind of like looks at him or whatever. And Patrick Beverly, I don't know what set this nigga off. <laughs> nigga got mad. I was just watching. He just pushed him in the back, man. But then CP3, yeah. he like flails around so much. I was thinking like, damn, did he really push him that bad? Because, you know, <laughs> that nigga will sit back and, and flop and do all that type of stuff, man. What, I think, what do you I think, think made was, Patrick Beverly get that mad, man? I think <laughs> like, it was one of them things, number, number one, like, I don't think nobody expected it. And your body, CP3 couldn't have a, 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 he didn't have anywhere with all like tense his body or try to react. react. So you push somebody who's not expecting something, your body's going to kind of be a little limp. So Patrick Beverly took a full step and pushed him in a square to back. So I don't know if, I, I think it was enough to push him to the ground. Yes. Now, when, when CP3 hit the ground and rolled, I don't know about that. <laughs> you see him clench but, his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about that. But I, I, I Mike J knows how how I feel, and, and a few others in our group chat feel about Patrick Beverly. This nigga has done stuff dating back years. But let's just talk about this series. Like you headbutt. Damn, uh, Devin Booker, probably arguably the best player in the series. You could say that between him and PG, but but you headbutt this nigga on a on a possession or on a play that you clearly did not have to dive your head into him, but you done it anyway. Then you go to the other, then you go to another play where they're going for a rebound, and he literally jumps with all his might and just swings his elbow on his arm at the back of DeAndre Ayton's head, who's probably the best big man in the series, obviously playing for the other team. And he elbows him in the back of the head. And it's like, okay. Then he raises his hands. Yeah, I fouled him. And they gave, I think they gave him a flagrant for it or something like that. I don't know. Then you like go under Chris Paul's legs when he's shooting a three, when he's shooting a shot. And then this, it's like, bruh. Well, that last one was a that last one was a flop, bro. They're coming. Like, <laughs> that last one was a that last one was a flop. Man, I, I watched know, it in real time. I watched it. He slowed it down. CP3 be doing a lot of flashing with that shit. That was he, a flop. He, he does, but does that take away from all the all of the the history of things? Oh yeah, I'm not that saying that. Patrick I'm just giving. I'm just giving. I'm just not giving even just in this series. Thing. Like, dude, dude. I'm gonna say he's a dirty player, but like he's one of them cats that is like, why are you even out here? Like, your whole intent is to try to, per, per, you know, present this tough this tough guy persona, or I'm gonna try to injure you. Like, are you actually trying to play and win? And are the thing you is, he had, a, he had a good game. He had like 12 points and he only missed like one shot. But I mean, he was getting, they was getting set on fire. I just well, want to know like, what made you like shit. lose your mind on that part. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all was down by 20. All right. Exactly. I mean, I know Chris Paul, he hit that last three and got the tech for staring at the bench, right? And then Boogie said, you wonder why nobody messed with you. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was funny because I read his lips. 
Yeah, yeah. But man, it's just like, yo, Patrick Beverly. I thought he said nobody misses your weak ass. That's oh, yeah, funny. whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember watching. I was like, oh, look at Boogie. You know, he, he played like he got two, he, like he got two left feet. But anyway, you know, you said Patrick Beverly, man. And, you know, and I don't mess with anybody. I got rules people I don't mess with. Like football niggas who made it to the NFL that's under, that's under six feet. Because you got something to prove that I ain't, I ain't in the fight that deep. Niggas with straight back <laughs> braids and niggas who hooping jeans. And then I seen Patrick <laughs> Beverly out on the beach with jeans and Timberlands on doing a workout. Yeah, no, he, he's more he's more invested into this fight than I ever will be. But that's and, what I'm uh, saying. Like he's more he's more invested into other shit as opposed to to basketball. Like, are, are that, but I was telling you before that is game. that's the, like, that, uh, no, but that's the thing though. If I can steal a game by getting inside your head, you got to think right. I watched the whole series right, and I I say that because I stay up late and eat. He had he had one half. He had, I'm on, in like a five minute span. He got into uh, Devin Booker's head so much. Devin Booker got three straight fouls. But I but, have, yeah, but think about it. They won the game. They, 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 won, they won. They won the game. If your guy like that, <laughs> you can work on your game. Uh, there is a natural element of talent, right? But, that you know some say, guys have. Say that you say that, but you look at all the other incidents of all the shit that he was saying and talking to Devin Booker and saying to Devin Booker. And Devin Booker is like just walking down the court, like this. Get this motherfucker away! But you like, think he's like that I've got it to the point. Think about it. Think about it. Let's go back to when we were kids. We'll go back to the '96 Finals, right? Your team ended up winning, but who got mad during the series? You yeah, did. I'm, I'm talking about from the perspective of all the things that Patrick Beverly has done, and look at all of the people who has been like, "What the fuck?" Like literally, either giving him that look. Or like walking away, like you don't exist. Like, what is your purpose? And he's still out here just doing all this dumb shit. That is the part of the game. If I am, if you are more talented than me and it's something, I'm not. I, I have to do something to get inside your head because then, the physical but, but I you, can't. I can't do. So what I'm gonna say you back, have to do something to get inside their head. Now it's to the point where you head button, motherfucker. Well, I'm not. There's there's a difference you, you between there's there's a difference between being dirty. There's a difference between being dirty. There's a difference between being dirty and physical. You'll take. But I'm this nigga's doing all that stuff though. Like but if I'm putting like this, all right. If it people. come down to it, I'm gonna do it. If I'm Patrick Beverly, and this is my job, right? I am a I am a, maybe a starter, backup point guard. I'm a pretty good defender for my side. I have maximized all the talent I had to make to the NBA to make seven. So now I gotta start hurting niggas. <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever it takes, and this isn't from this is this is from the outside looking in to keep my position and to win the game. And like I said, that game, uh, I forgot what game it was, and Booker got like three straight fouls because he was so irritated with Patrick Beverly. Right? I've done my job. We won the game, Shit. and now you and, was, and, you, and was the thing is, you, or was he trying not to get hurt? No, he was <laughs> he was like, not because he kept because he kept making he kept making stupid fouls. My damn ankle. No, 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 no. I don't want to get No, 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 no. He what he was doing? He got into his head and got frustrated. If I am the irritant and I've gotten you frustrated, hell, I, I'm good. I've done I've done what it needs to do. Now you sit back and you undercutting and all that other type of stuff. But that's what he you know. Doing. That's the whole of the whole thing. But I've got my thing. I've gotten the man out of it. There's a there's a one thing like the loan the Chris Paul thing, the last one, eh, that was a flop. Even Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, like, yeah, that that's the flop. CP3 is known to do that. Yeah, now the that, stuff against Westbrook when he ran into his knee, that's some fuck shit, right? Can't excuse you, you, you elbowing a nigga in the back of the head, you 
<laughs> like I'm, I'm saying like this nigga is, I'm, is, is, is he may be the irritant. He may be the gnat. He may do all the stuff that you're saying, but there's no denying that this motherfucker is a dirty player. Like there's I never, no I never, I never said, he, I never said he wasn't dirty. That never came. He has no, so, so as a, as an athlete, as an athlete who is non-professional, but I'm sure many of his pro athletes or, or, or other folks in that industry, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, what soccer, whatever, None of them appreciate you trying to take their livelihood. Yeah, take he is he is the guy. He is the guy. He is the guy that you you might that you hate to play against, but as a as a teammate, it's like yo, he gives us a chance to win, and because see, that's 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 that's, 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 the, that's the that's the part of it. See, Guys a, like that, you there every every championship team has now. He might be on a on a whole another level, but every championship team has the irritant. Has the guy that because you're just gonna be that way. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're, you're not gonna have to You're not dirty shit. Yeah, you know, guys and guys. The guys are gonna be good dirty. Look, we can we can look anybody. Like they had a whole post on YouTube of like NBA guys doing dirty stuff, right? Got like I'm like guy like Andrew, like guy like Andrew Bynum had all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. The last time he wore like a uniform, I see him elbow somebody in the air because they were yep. mad he was getting their asses kicked. Yep. No place no. for that. Yeah, no you made a you made a, a fucked up ass in, in judgment, right? You made, you made you made a horrible case in judgment. I don't agree with the fuck shit. I don't know what the fuck CP3 does. Now uh, yeah. talking, I feel like talking is talking. talking now, even is now, talking. and if exactly. you get now, if you go to somebody and if he going to the bucket and you sit back and you give him a hard foul, that's one thing. Now, if you sit back and you not going for the ball and going for somebody like uh like what's my man like Jokic when he when he hit when he hit the the sloth Cameron Payne. Oh yeah, no, he wound up and hit him. Uncalled yeah. for. Yep. Yeah, you yep. just, you know you got kicked out the game regardless, whatever. I don't think yep. he's a dirty player. I just think he I got think emotional and, yep. and and made a bad decision. Now that's all boom. I'm saying. Like 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 that's all I'm saying. You can make bad decisions, but Beverly has a history. Yeah, I never of, said he wasn't a dirty player. I just said like, I see where he's coming me, I'm from. I'm like, there's there's no there's no place there's no place for that shit. Like, bro, like you taking away people, you are trying to because. Because you are less than, you trying to fuck up people's knees, faces, whatever the case may be, just because you're less than. Okay, either keep being the irritant and keep doing that. That's cool. Do that. Talk, chirp, be the irritant, start pulling, you know, be Lance Stevenson and blowing some ears or whatever the case may be. But he's crossed the line so many times. Where it's just like, bruh, like you, uh, there's no nigga, place for you. My nigga Stone <laughs> and a white man girl come out. Tell him you want to ban from the league. Yeah, we can get it. We can. Hey, we can get Adam. So we can get Adam Silver. I can find his email, man. Yeah, send him. Send him. Send him a tersely went worded email. Said you want hey, this nigger out of here. Hey, Thank I'm you. Going, <laughs> hey, I'm. I'm. I'm going like like the dude <laughs> said it. I, I coach. Y'all know that I coach uh, little league football or whatnot. <laughs> One of our parents said, "Get his ass out of here." Yeah. That's what I'm. I'm going that status on. Get his ass out of here. There's no place for it. Let him go to Big Three and play. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, send, I, send his ass to the Jing Zhang China team. Oh, hey, man. But I don't know. Patrick, I just thought that shit was funny. Uh, nigga, he looked like he lost his everlasting mind. He did. And then he, he, and then he the, smacked his own teammate. He smacked, oh, he smacked Paul. Paul yeah. yeah. Hey, man, it's just like, this is like <laughs> when Lionel Tess used to go crazy. Like, damn, nigga, are you all right? <laughs> man, do you need a hug? You know, but. Something. But it's, hey, man, it was, I thought, it, I thought it was funny, man, that, you know, you got set on fire. By CP because earlier man he had no he couldn't he was front, hitting the front and everything and CP went crazy the second half man. man so it was funny to see that CP hitting with the CP hitting with a little switch trot you know that little switch yeah. trot <laughs> CP hitting with that yeah. I think that might have took the cake man. 
Yeah, I don't know what it, whatever it was, man. I'm actually surprised Patrick Beverly apologized though, because I've never seen him do that. <laughs> was that an apology, <laughs> or was that just like ah, I'm gonna put this out here, try to make it look good? I mean, for a nigga to wear, I, I feel, for a nigga to like wear that. jeans and boots on in the sand, nigga, that's that's like the Communist Manifesto. That's yeah, feel- that's his that's his <laughs> damn that's his damn friend. That's Lincoln. You know what I'm saying? That's the proclamation, exclamation proclamation. Yo. I feel, like, I, mean, I feel like Shannon Sharp on the apology. That wasn't no damn apology. From a like, nigga like yeah, Patrick yeah. Beverly? That's what you gonna get. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He might as well have kept that. <laughs> hey, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised he even went there. I could, I could see him apologizing to Westbrook, but that was foul. This, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the one thing. Oh, you pushed me on the ground. Oh, okay. I got up. We won the game. No big deal. Yo, that's just like when, uh, looks like when Draymond called LeBron a bitch-ass nigga. Hey man, hey, call that man a bitch ass nigga right to his face. See, I think that that's the difference though. Like Drake, Draymond is an irritant too. He's a Uh, he's he's also he's also a ball hitter. I I was I was literally about to say (laughs) that he is notorious for grabbing another man's balls. He is notorious for that. But I don't think, my opinion, I don't think Draymond has ever intentionally tried to hurt anybody or hurt anybody like Beverly has. I, I just. Like I'm not a fan of Draymond Green. I think he's I think he's a good a great role player, talented. I think my opinion is I'm not a fan of Draymond because he thinks that he's LeBron or the star of his team, and he's not even close to anything like that, which was shown this season and last. But like, you are a great role player, but you talk shit like you Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan. It's like, bruh. <laughs> you you can barely score ten points on your own. You can get hella rebounds. And you can die for loose balls, and you can talk. You can talk trash with the with the best of them. But for bow tie fresh, it always comes back. Are we winning the game? Well, talk all the trash you want. Go dunk all you want. Yeah, go yeah, crossover. Nigga, are we winning got, the game? Thing, yeah, that's that was my exact point. I mean, you know, and to go back to Draymond is like won three championships, and even the championship they lost in game seven, he had a triple double. I mean. It, just like I mean, you give them those guys. To me, I expect it because I like shit talking. I enjoy it. I it, it doesn't bother me because I didn't heard it all. You can you ain't too many things you can say to me that I ain't heard. I I like I go. We can go back and forth all day and all night. Just like we talked about the '96 finals. Your team won the series, but you got so damn mad. I thought the shit was hilarious because it's like I can do that because it's like I can just be like whatever. I'm gonna keep going. He gonna get mad. <laughs> that shit is funny to me. But the Patrick Beverly stuff is just more like, yo, you also got to be able to take that shit. Like, what they say when the child changed when the rabbit got the gun? Yo, the nigga, you shouldn't have pushed him. You know, push him, push him in the back. That was a whole ass move. I just wanted to know what went through his mind. Or did he just lose it for a second? Or he was like, we talked earlier in the podcast, had one of those bad split second decisions. I don't know. But the nigga Patrick went crazy. All right. So. Hey man, so uh, so who you got, man? Bucks or Suns? All right, uh, Bucks or Suns? All right, man. You hear oh, me? there's Mike J. Sorry yeah, about yeah. that, folks. I hear him now. We back. We back, folks. 
right, so you man. said so you said Bucks or Suns? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm pulling for the Suns, man. I want to I want to see CP3 get his first chip. And I wouldn't mind seeing Devin Booker get one. I, I'm a I'm a fan of Devin Booker. He's a, he's a baller. You know, so. You're a fan of beige, nigga. That's why. Hey, that's support, why. That, support my that's beige. Why, that, that, that's why you hate. That's why you hate Patrick Beverly so much and Draymond Green. This nigga. This nigga Stone's a colorist. black. <laughs> I, I knew something, and you really said the only reason you like Michael Jordan was the shoe, but you really want that nigga to be like Stanley Sosa and get bleached. Oh, damn. <laughs> trying to oh. have the people come try to lynch me. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Suns, man. They got a black coach, head coach. They got a black GM. Uh, CP, yeah, you know, whatever. But uh, as far as, you know, black head coach, black GM, man, them winning, oh, with them, them, them winning would, would help so many other brothers and sisters yep. and whomever, underrepresented people, get into posi- into leadership positions. So yep. I'm rolling with Phoenix, man. I'm rolling with Phoenix, too. And that ain't no, that ain't no uh, to shade to, to Giannis and, and, and what, what's with Thanasis. Yeah. I like both. I like both of them, too. I, I'm, a, I'm a Giannis fan, but I, I, I'm rolling with the Suns, man. Yeah, I'm rolling with the black, man. Hey, man, so let's get to verses, bro. We both watched this. We are both, we are both, you know, children of the 80s. You know, we both, New Jack Swing is our thing, man. Bobby Brown versus Key Sweat. Hey, man, before it started, did you see the online chatter? People were saying that Bobby was going to wash Keith. I did. I, I saw a little bit of that. I didn't get a chance to really get deep into it. But, yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Hey, man. I don't, I don't think that – I think my opinion, uh, a lot of people – just look at like mainstream stuff or like stuff that like, ah, you know, I, I know this person for this. And then it's just like, ah, Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown's going to watch Keith Sweat. People don't realize how deep Keith Sweat run in the R&B streets yeah. he, or, or, in the, or in the music streets, should I say. I don't think people realize how deep he, ran, he runs in the streets. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a little bit of that, man. What was your opinion on the chatter? Hey what? man, one, once Keith changed and did that, that clothes change, that nigga went crazy. <laughs> on that, on that all white, yeah, nigga, put on that all white with that damn blue rush hour two uh shirt, yo. <laughs> and also Keith was like, he was like, he, Keith is so damn shady, man. The whole time he was like, oh, he's like, oh man, he's just like, you gonna put the new edition bag? I thought it was Bobby Brown versus Keith Sweat. <laughs> oh, and, no, then, right? and then he told the DJ, he's like, oh man, you all jewed up, man. I would have robbed you back in the day. Nah, I'm just trying to, yo, a nigga to come out there, <laughs> that's your first thing. Yo, I always thought Keith Sweat had, like, Coke dealer vibes. Like, you oh, know what I'm saying? Serious Coke dealer vibes. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> hey, wasn't like, like my man off South Central, the Kansas City smack man. <laughs> yeah. And then the fact Keith got in his damn bag, he was like, yo, man, I'm so good. I had a name, I had a song with my name in it when he did Made You Make You Sweat. Oh wow, uh, man! Hey, dog, it was it was some wild stuff, man. But I, I had you know, what's that? I was gonna say, let me ask you this question from the verses: Who you think was who you think was more petty, Keith Sweat or or Babyface? Oh no, man, it's a different when you petty to a nigga face to face. Babyface is a Naptown nigga, so that shit is in us. I don't know one that real Naptown nigga, man. I think Babyface is an East Side nigga at that. That shit running our blood, nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, man, I don't know, man. Probably Keith, Keith did that shit just damn face, man. And Bobby was, Bobby was just like, I'm just happy to be here. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, Bobby was just excited to be there. I think Keith took it, Keith took it literally like as a versus yeah. me against you. I'm trying, I'm trying to annihilate you. Yeah, Bobby's just like, shit, I'm here to have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> I think Bobby like, I'm Bobby, Bobby Brown. Everybody love me, huh? Oh Bobby yeah, Bobby was, was super winded though. <laughs> 
Oh man, Bobby, Bobby's like me. After I do like forty-five minutes on elliptical, nigga, I, I be feeling like I be feeling like you know God is calling me, calling me home, man. But yeah, man, bye, boy. But yeah, boy, Keith, man, he got busy, man. If I was gonna pick a winner, I probably would go with Keith Sweat. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but you know, it, it was dope, man, because Keith got that. He had that pen, man, that you know, it's just like, oh, you know, I got this. I wrote this. Boom. I wrote this. Boom. I wrote this. So. Yeah, man. How you, but, how, you, how you feel about uh, 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 Ronnie and and uh, 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 what's we call it, making a, uh, an appearance? Bobby Brown bringing out his brethren. I must have missed that part. I must have. Uh, I remember I watched all of it. I don't remember. I have to. Re- I don't have to. Re- I have to rewatch it. I'm gonna send you the link. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you talking about Ronnie Devoe? <laughs> oh, nigga, don't don't. I mean, what you gonna what you gonna do? <laughs> now, if I'm Keith, nigga, I'm like, yo, get this nigga, uh, yo, bring this nigga on the stage. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Rap the verse and poison? You gonna dance? That's, that's all exactly, you can do. That's exactly what he did with dance. Yeah, that's all you can do. Now, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from you. Well, you gonna bring yeah. Michael Bivens out there? What you gonna be like? You know, can you call? You gonna do Mr. Part of your part, Mr. Telephone Man? I don't want to hear nothing from you. Oh no, nah, now I'd have been laughing at these niggas. Get these niggas off the stage. <laughs> So where would you where would you rank this in your battles then? Like out of out of all the oh, verses, would it shit. would it crack? I don't know how many's been done, but would it would it crack top five for you? Uh, let me see. Like Jill and, and Erica, I really liked. Yes, sir. I like I like you know I like I like the let me see the Gucci one was just, the Gucci Jeezy one was just weird. The vibe was just real bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was cool, but kind of man, bitches and all that type of stuff. I was like, eh, I wasn't really in for that. It was probably my top five. I had to think, I had to like think about it because I can't think of all the ones off off the top of my head like right now. Let me see. You, so after we since we've been through it, this was this was a question for you since we've been through so many verses since uh, Godfather Teddy Riley. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about Teddy Riley's verses now, being that we've been through so many? I mean, it, it would have been dope if it was just the sound was bad. Now, if Teddy could have did like they were now face to face and performing and all that stuff, he would have went crazy because he had the whole the whole setup, man. But you know, yeah, he, he even had his hype man. Yeah, like I like the Kirk Franklin one, and I like the DMX and Snoop. It was just you know, I like the ones they were face to face, like the ones were like Jagged One Twelve and Jagged Edge. I feel like One Twelve didn't play all all that song. Then the, the sound stuff was going out. Uh, Ludacris wiped Nelly up real bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fab Ludacris. got wiped up by Jada Kiss. So it's been it's been some massacres. Didn't uh, who did John Legend go against? Uh, he went against Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. I, Keys I, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch that. I like both of them. That one wasn't decent. I don't know if it cracks my top five, but that one, that one, I like. I did enjoy that one. That one to me felt like more of a concert. Yeah, like um, that that was panels. one of the first. That was one of the first ones where I felt like this is this is a concert. Like this is this is just all about like enjoying music. It wasn't necessarily a versus. Like I like the Isley Brothers one. Yeah, Isley, Bro- Isley Brothers one is, is definitely my top five. Jill and Eric are definitely my top five. Jill and Eric is probably my number one. Yeah, uh, I also liked you know I didn't I didn't really <laughs> dig I didn't really I didn't really like the D'Angelo because he was didn't go against anybody. It yeah. the perfect one would be Maxwell. I don't know if Maxwell pulled out, but you know. That'd have been the perfect one. That'd have been yeah. like for for that type of R and B supremacy. Yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't know. These are these are funny, man. I kind of like when they get kind of shady with it. The Gucci Jeezy one was just like y'all needed to have some more conversations and all that type yeah. of stuff. It's like, yeah, it is the I mean, it was just the vibe was off. I rather would have for, for music. I and I'm not a big Gucci fan because all that shit was mixed. How you feel about SWV and Escape? 
I didn't watch all of it. I didn't watch all of that one. I, I think you know. I didn't watch all of it either. It was it was decent though. Yeah, it's just you know I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't watch all of it, man. But uh, you know, it's just one. This is one of those things, man. That I'm just kind of like I don't I don't mind watching them. I kind of prefer them during the week though, because the weekend I can't see me now with things opening up. I'd probably rather do something different. Vax Daddy Dollars. Yeah, you're right, dog. I am, you know, after they tried to take me out, dog, I rose like a phoenix. I got up out of there, man. All right, man. So, hey, man, I think we're ready to wrap this on up, man. So, uh, go with both tie. Go ahead and give us your moment. We can get this more taken care of, man, and give it to the people. Yeah, I want to, want to give y'all a good bow tie moment this week. Uh, and, and it's just some, some words of encouragement. I know I give them some, some things to give, you know, a little deep and you know, cause them thinking, but these are just some words of encouragement for everybody as we navigate this this short week. So, to prove to improve your mood, exercise. To think more clearly, meditate. To understand the world, read. To understand yourself, write. To help people, help yourself. To learn faster, have fun. So, just a few words of encouragement to help everybody kind of get a little boost as we navigate this short week coming off the holiday weekend. Yeah, no doubt. That's your time moment. No doubt, brothers, and we appreciate everybody who's been down with us, man. So we'll have this episode probably out tomorrow. I got some stuff I got to take care of, but we'll be out tomorrow, man, or tonight. This depends. And I appreciate everybody rocking with us, and we'll see y'all next week. Appreciate y'all. Show the love. Peace.